Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I am back from Chicago. I guess I've been back for a little while now that it's Thursday, but I'm back from my apartment hunting trip with my boyfriend. It was honestly so much fun to look at apartments, to picture where we're gonna live, but I have to say that after you go, after you search for apartments, after you do the whole walkthrough of many, many places, you become stressed about the choices, which was exactly what we were talking about last week on this podcast. The choices are so overwhelming, and this held so true this weekend. We're a little bit stressed, but it's a good kind of stressed. You know, there's a lot of exciting things happening. I'm very excited to just pick a place and go with it. I don't know if we've done that quite yet, but we're getting there. We're making moves, strides forward, and I think it's going to be good. We found some really amazing places. There are so many cool properties in Chicago. It's just really picking if you want a really amazing view or more space because when you get closer into the city, you don't have as much space as if you're even slightly further out. But then when you're slightly further out, you don't get the same kind of view. So, so many things that we need to think about if we want to prioritize one over the other, but we're getting there and hopefully we'll make a decision soon. I will let you guys know once we find the absolute perfect place. But until then, let's get into the rest of the episode because that is really all that was new with me. I've been completely consumed by apartment hunting while also having a very, very busy week at work this week. So a lot going on, but I'm happy that I'm here with you guys right now, just being able to take some time to talk about what's hot, what's good, things that we need to know. So let's get right into it. First up this week for what's hot, some Olympic fashion news. According to the Washington Post, Germany's female gymnastics stood out from other Tokyo Olympics competitors during a team qualifying round by wearing unitards rather than traditional leotards. They first wore the bodysuits in competition during the European Championships in April, when the German Gymnastics Federation said the choice of apparel was meant to counteract sexualization in the sport. Germany's Elisabeth Seitz said, We wanted to show that every woman, everybody, should decide what to wear. After she and teammates wore unitards during a practice session in Tokyo, at the time, the German women weren't sure what they were going to wear in the competition, but they opted for outfits which they hoped would help them perform in an optimal mental state. Germany's Sarah Voss said, We girls have a big influence on this. The coaches were also very much into it. They said they want us to feel the most confident and comfortable in any case. It just makes you feel better and more comfortable. While male gymnasts either wear loose-fitting shorts or full-length pants, depending on the discipline in which they are competing, women and girls at many levels of gymnastics have for decades tended to wear leotards cut high up their thighs. Unitards, however, are allowed, as are leggings of the same color as a given leotard. In addition to helping some competitors feel more comfortable, such outfits can be favored by athletes for reasons of culture and religious modesty. Voss previously said in April in an interview, In the sport of gymnastics, it gets harder and harder as you grow out of your child's body. As a little girl, I didn't see the tight gym outfits as such a big deal. But when puberty began, when periods came, I began feeling increasingly uncomfortable. Seitz added, The symbol applies to all gymnasts who may feel uncomfortable or even sexualized in normal suits. Because in my opinion, every gymnast should be able to decide in which type of suit she feels most comfortable and then do gymnastics with it. Some more people within the gymnast community weighed in. Team USA's Sinisa Lee said, I think these are really cool. I like it a lot because people should be able to wear what they feel comfortable in, and it shouldn't be a leotard if you don't want to wear it. Biles, who we all know and love, said, I stand with their decision to wear whatever they please and whatever makes them feel comfortable. 
So if anyone out there wants to wear a unitard or a leotard, it's totally up to you. I think this story is so interesting because it really does make you question what they're wearing. And it's not to say that I think one is right or wrong because I really do not know. I am not a gymnast, even though I feel like I would have excelled as a gymnast if my mom would have let me do it. I was not able to. My mom was always very scared of me being a flyer or doing anything up in the air because she thought I would get a concussion, which to her defense, I probably would have. So I guess thank you, mom, for my lack of brain damage. But regardless, it really does make you think. And if these girls are the ones competing, they're the ones wearing these things, they should get to have some say in what they want to wear. I think as long as it doesn't affect performance, like make them better somehow or make them worse somehow, I think, yeah, wear it if you feel the best in it. Obviously, there are so many rules surrounding the Olympics, surrounding these sports, what you can and cannot wear, but I think probably sometimes they're a little bit too strict on them. Again, I don't know, but from an outsider's perspective, I think this is great. Wear what you want to in this situation. And also the fact that they are just trying to desexualize themselves I'm so on board for that. This is a sport. They're athletes. They're doing something incredibly amazing. They're using their body really as a tool. So if they feel uncomfortable in what they have to wear to do that, then there should be a change there. That's my opinion. But if you don't feel that way in what you're wearing, then keep wearing what you've been wearing. I just think that it should be on an individual level as long as it doesn't put one person above the other in performance just because of clothing. That's it on my Fashion Olympics story. Next up for what's hot, some entertainment news. According to ET Online, Ariana Grande shares BTS video of The Voice promo shoot. Blake, John, Kelly, and Ari. Ariana Grande is officially joining season 21 of The Voice as a coach, and she's now filmed her first promo video for the NBC competition series. The 28-year-old singer shared behind-the-scenes photos and videos of herself shooting the sketch with her fellow coaches. Blake Shelton, Kelly Clarkson, and John Legend. Grande captioned her Instagram post, Hello and screaming. I cannot wait for everyone to see our first promo tomorrow for season 21 of at NBC The Voice. It's the most ridiculous and fun. I adore these humans so much and I'm already an emotional wreck worrying about saying goodbye to everyone the day of the finale and nothing even happened or aired yet. Grande took her fans behind the scenes of the shoot, which takes place at a campfire where the coaches are playing music. She said, it's very fun, everyone is at a beautiful campfire, and I'm, of course, dressing very appropriately. While she's wearing a strapless, crystal-embellished Ulyana Serginko bustier and matching skirt. Very exciting news that she is going to be one of the judges. You think about her motivation, about why she's doing this, and I have to think, obviously, I think if you are a huge, huge star, it is very heartwarming and probably gratifying to be able to coach people that are trying to have that same successful career that you have. But also, guys, it's definitely in the money as well. That's gotta be some motivation behind it. She's apparently making between 20 to $25 million for one season, which I read that is way more than Blake Shelton and John Legend. Their paychecks for the show are $13 million. So I guess that means if you are a bigger name in music, you get more money. But John Legend and Blake Shelton are also two huge names. I just think that Ariana Grande was probably a huge win for The Voice for NBC. She's incredible. She's a star. She is an A++++ lister. She's definitely great talent to have on the show. And I feel like it really just elevates the show even more. I think when it started, people thought, oh, this is another singing competition show. 
where people that are kind of burnt out celebrity musicians go on this show to kind of do their last ditch effort to be able to get money and gain some popularity. But I feel like now this show has withstood the test of time. More talent has come on it, more really big talent, and they've stayed on it. I mean, John Legend is an EGOT winner. All the awards, he's won them all. That's pretty incredible, something that is not talked about enough. But they have very prime talent on that show, and this just adds to the list for them. So very excited to see. I sometimes watch The Voice every once in a while, so who knows, maybe I'll watch this season. I like Ariana Grande. I think that she's very talented, especially very, very vocally talented, and I think she would be a huge help to a lot of these newcomers in the music industry. So good luck, Ari, on being a coach on The Voice. I'm sure it is going to be incredibly entertaining. That's it for what's hot. Let's get right into what's good because I have so much content to discuss with you guys that I'm very excited about. First up, Gossip Girl reboot on HBO Max. I told you guys this was coming. It's finally here. I've watched it. I have opinions. And I'll just start out by saying I put it in the what's good category. I don't know that I adhere to that so much. I could have put it in what's hot, but I just feel like, you know, it's content it's good. There are elements that are good. Let's get into it. To start a summary. Eight years after the original website went dark, a new generation of New York private school teenagers are introduced to the social surveillance of Gossip Girl. All right, guys, I have so much to say. Please bear with me. This is why I don't like reboots, you guys. It's not even that I don't like the show, okay? I think it's fine for what it is. It is just so frustrating when you know and love the original so much that nothing compares. This is essentially a completely different show. So why are you acting like it's a Gossip Girl 2.0? Also, the fact that the teachers, the teachers are supposed to be Gossip Girl is completely ridiculous to me. In what world would that happen? It's one thing for kids to blackmail each other, but for full-on adults to talk that way and spread gossip about what are supposed to be 14 to 18 year olds is just insane and slightly less enjoyable to watch. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way, but it's a little weird, you guys. Also, the fact that their Gossip Girl isn't even a spoiler because it's not a secret in the show to us that they're Gossip Girl. And I feel like that was one of the most fun parts of the show, not knowing. I mean, we talked about this. It didn't really seem like the writers knew either. The actors definitely didn't know in the original who was Gossip Girl. But still, it was kind of fun, the element of surprise that no one knew. And that's how the series ended with you finding out. I am guessing, though, that the, quote, real Gossip Girl is going to come in and take it over from the teachers or something. But at this point, it is just very, very weird. Also, the scheming in this is just not very good, okay? If we're comparing it to the original, which, by the way, they are forcing us to do, then it is just not up to their scheming capabilities. There is no Blair Waldorf, there is no Chuck Bass, there is no Serena Vanderwoodson, there is no Nate Archibald, and there is no Dan Humphrey. By the way, I get that it takes a while for a show to become as iconic as Gossip Girl, but there was still very clear bones of the first one that felt like they had an incredible show. Again, this is not to say that the new one is all bad. Some of the character relationships are interesting. The stepsisters being friends and not enemies is kind of a nice element, although I'm not sure how consistent that's actually going to be. Also, the blonde-haired girl and the pink-haired guy that are dating each other. I don't know anybody's name, sorry. 
But those two that are dating each other, both being into that one guy that looks like Chuck Bass, that's kind of an interesting storyline. Also, since it is a reboot, even though it should not be, I'm glad Kristen Bell is still the voice of Gossip Girl. No one else would have been able to do it like she did. So there are some pros, some cons. To be honest, I'll probably continue watching. I'm just really going to need to change my mindset about it all, that it's not the original, and it's never going to be like the original, and then I think I'll probably like it more. That's my spiel. Thank you so much for coming to my TED Talk about Gossip Girl 2.0. I know it was a lot, but guys, I had a lot of opinions, and I had to share it with you guys, as I always do. Thanks for listening to all that. If you have the same sentiment about any of it, make sure to DM me, because I would love to continue the conversation about it. Next up on what's good is a piece of content that I loved, adored, am obsessed with, want to watch again and again, that is the movie Cruella. Here's your summary. Estella is a young and clever grifter who's determined to make a name for herself in the fashion world. She soon meets a pair of thieves who appreciate her appetite for mischief, and together they build a life for themselves on the streets of London. However, when Estella befriends fashion legend Baroness von Hellman, she embraces her wicked side to become the raucous and wrench-bent Cruella. If you guys haven't seen it yet, I do not want to spoil anything for you, but some things that are so important to pay attention to, the great fashion, the fantastic acting, and watch until the end. Because you guys, if you are a true 101 Dalmatians fan, it will warm your heart so much. This movie had so much of what I love. Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, yes, I love all the Emmas, dogs, fashion design, character transformations, everything. I just really had the best time watching it, and I haven't seen a Disney movie in a while that I loved as much as this, so if you have not seen it yet, 1000% recommend grabbing some popcorn, stock up on candy, treat yourself to Cruella. Disclaimer, though, that you do have to pay for it, even with a Disney Plus subscription, but if you could not tell from my raving review on this, I think that it is fully worth it. Alright guys, next up on what's good, some fashion finds. First, platform sandals by the brand MIA. They're called the Exaggerated Platform Sandals, and they are one of the most comfortable platform slip-on shoes that are also extremely, extremely cute. The ones that I have are white and black. I've also seen ones that have like a blue band on it. And honestly, I just really like the brand MIA. I think I'm gonna buy some more shoes because they are just so comfortable, so cute. I swear I get so many compliments on these shoes. Buy them for yourself and you will too. You can get them on their site at Nordstrom Rack or at DSW. My second fashion find, I was recently gifted a white champion sweatshirt. It's the power blend made with a portion of recycled fibers, so that is very cool. It's cute, it's oversized, it's extremely comfy. I love white sweatshirts personally. I feel like I used to be afraid to wear them because I thought that I was going to get it really dirty. But you know what? You just got to roll with the punches, wear your white sweatshirts, take chances in life. I was also looking at the tag, and Champion as a brand has been around since 1919. That is a long time. That's honestly amazing. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall when they just started to see how they started the brand that has so much longevity. Things you think about when you look at the tags, very underrated in my opinion. Check out your tags, guys. Last up for what's good are the songs this week. Summerland by Half Alive. Falling Fire by Forrester, Young and Alive by Bozzy, and You're Somebody Else by Flora Cash.
all great, all fun, very vibey songs this week. Check them out on the playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good on Spotify. All right, guys, let's round out this week's episode with Need to Know Basis. I heard a quote the other day, and I feel like I really needed to hear it because not only does it apply to my situation of stressing over not picking the right apartment, but it also very much applies to life and that thing that we constantly are talking about, which is not focusing on the what ifs. So here's the quote. The grass is not greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. I was looking for the origin of this quote online. I found that it was by Justin Bieber of all people. I mean, I know he's a songwriter, but really? That's insane. I don't know if that's actually where it came from, but that's what I found. So if it's Justin Bieber, Justin, thank you for the quote. If it's not Justin Bieber, I'm sorry I can't give you credit. I don't know who you are. But either way, it's a fantastic quote. So let's dissect it a little bit. This is so much about not stressing over picking the wrong thing, because no matter where you are, if you put in the work and water the grass, as they say, it will grow. Like I said, I'm applying this to my particular situation of not knowing if we're picking the right place, but this can also apply to jobs, it can apply to relationships, it can apply to moving to a new place in general. You're gonna find problems everywhere. That's the product of the human experience, And a lot of us, I think particularly millennials and younger people, I think feel like we're never fully satisfied, that there is always greener grass that we're supposed to be constantly striving for in all elements of our lives. What's important to remember is that things take time. Feeling comfortable in a place or a job or in a relationship, it all takes time. It takes work. It takes dedication to actually growing whatever it is you're working on or wherever it is that you are. Allowing time, and I know a super non-sexy word, but stability to our lives is something that I don't think we're always prioritizing. All that to say, I think it's good to give yourself reminders from time to time that just because you can't try everything or live everywhere or experience absolutely everything there is to experience doesn't make where you are any less important or any less meaningful. If you're taking the time watering that grass, it's going to be greener every single time. That's what I dissected from that quote. That's what I'm personally going to take away with it. Hopefully you guys can take something away from that quote as well. And maybe some of my interpretation, maybe you have some of your own as well. But man, that is the power of words, I swear. If I hear something, depending on my situation in that point in time in my life, things like that can really stick with me. And I just need to share them. So there you go, guys. The grass is not greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have a great rest of your week. I hope that you're staying cool out there. I know that a lot of places are very, very hot. Stay cool. Go in a pool. Run through some sprinklers like the good old days. What we did when we were kids. At least I did. I loved that. Say something nice to a stranger. Water your grass. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends.